You're listening to another episode of a Mindful Moment podcast, and I just want to take a moment to thank you for being mindful with me. Uh, On this episode, Brent and I are talking about the dangers of astrology, ooh, beware, as well as the uh, tips and tricks from our personal experience on how to best learn astrology, how to best uh, integrate astrology within your life. So welcome back, Brent, and uh, let's get into this. Let's do it. Um, so this is a topic that I'm passionate about because, um, frankly, with the um, now more modern mainstream uh, perspective of astrology with apps like CoStar, The Pattern, uh, websites like Cafe Astrology, Tarot.com, um, YouTube, and Instagram, all of these channels and avenues are a huge, as well as Twitter, are a huge sphere for uh, the mainstream kind of narrative of astrology being integrated into the mainstream. So this is something that has never been uh, occurring in history before. We've never had this large of a community, an astrological community. And that's great. Honestly, it's great. It's incredible, and it's it's amazing to be a part of. It's amazing to witness. It's incredible to uh, see the evolution of it and to uh, be immersed in the middle of it. Uh, however, there are also some uh, dangers associated with that that we're going to talk about um, because of the fact that one, astrology is a rather unregulated field. Um, anybody can call themselves an astrologer, you know, online. And there's uh, pros and cons with that. And at the same time, um, we have new people that are being introduced to astrology that are now uh, following, you know, different accounts and different pages or subscribing to CoStar or The Pattern or something like that, where this is now their primary source of information. So with the age of information, we also need to learn to integrate discernment for uh, the information and learn how to filter it. And that is the difficult part with so much information out there. We are so focused on, uh, you know, learning, learning, learning that we're not as focused as we perhaps should be on where the information is coming from. So the first, uh, danger that we're going to introduce with this and this is uh, this whole episode is dedicated to astrologers, to students of astrology, and to people that are just getting into astrology, um, because this applies to all of us. Specifically, the dangers, really, as an astrologer, we need to be made aware of, and also as someone who is subscribing to and listening to astrology, we need to be aware of that as well, uh, because these are the you need to be aware of where the information is coming from. Uh, we, it's kind of like when we first get into this, you're just listening and trusting whoever you first listen to, right? And there's, there's some issues with that. First of all, there's no credentials necessary to be an astrologer nowadays, right? There are tests that you can take, NCGR, ESAR, uh, AFA, they all have tests, uh, and exams that you can take and that can certify you as an astrologer, which can make you seem more legit. Um, but you know, that doesn't, 
that also doesn't define a good astrologer because you could have credentials and be a shit astrologer. So uh, that's the that's the issue is that there's no real kind of overruling governing body that is looking after this. Um, and I don't think there ever can be. Maybe, you know, far, far in the future, we will come to some sort of uh, group collective. Uh, I'd like to see that happen. But at the same time, it's like, how can you regulate something so esoteric and also subjective, right? Um so, yeah, the, the first thing that we're going to kind of talk about is, is who you should listen to and who you shouldn't listen to uh, because it's important to be aware of this. Now, first of all, your own discernment is incredibly important. Understanding that, you know, what resonates with you, you should always listen to and you should always be in tune with that. Uh, and I think that's the most important thing. And that's the benefit of being immersed in spirituality uh, prior to learning about astrology is that, you know, hopefully by then you're pretty connected with your intuition. Uh, would you say that's a that's a prominent part in, in your experience? From coming from spirituality into astrology, I would definitely say so. Uh, because I, there was definitely a... For me, I'm a very intuitive astrologer, and I definitely take in the knowledge as what resonates and what doesn't. Now, on the other hand, I have heard a lot of bogus information that throughout the the time I've studied astrology, I now can discern as uh, fiction rather than fact. But a lot of that comes from my own discernment from my spiritual experience. And one of the things that's that you're touching on here that's so important is that the birth chart is something that's so subjective. And for an astrologer to come in and tell you what your birth chart's like, the, the real truth here is the person who's going to relate the most to your birth chart is always going to be you. And when you're listening to these outside sources, you know, you have to be aware of uh, do they have the objectivity? Do they have the um, credentials, for example? But you're right about the how do we even how do we put credentials behind somebody who, you know, is is talking on a subjective level? Another point to that is how is it that you do you really want to regulate something that's so subjective? Do you really want to put limitations on intuition almost? It's it's almost uh, something that can't be. It's like putting philosophy into a box and saying this is the uh, only philosophy that you're allowed to do yeah. or else uh, this is out of regulation. It's like, well, all good philosophy is out of regulation to some degree. And so I, what I think it comes down to is, you know, does the astrologer have the right intention and mindset and does does this astrologer seem to be giving information that is verifiable outside of this said one astrologer you know because you, you want to avoid an astrologer who's going to gaslight you or put you into some place where you're uh, feeling like you are boxed in absolutely absolutely and i think that's a really important point to make is that um, even before we move on is that there's no bad placement Right. There's no such thing as a bad placement. And any astrologer that tells you, oh, you better watch out for this. Like it's it's different from uh, describing from a more objective standpoint that, the, you know, strengths and weaknesses of underdeveloped and, and higher developed uh, placements and how we might approach them. Uh, because these potentialities can bring from within us a deeper sense of being able to see the whole. Right, understanding that oh, I I do have a weakness in this area, and it's not to say that you're limited by a placement, ever, ever. 
however, it, it is to say that it's important to be aware of both strengths and weaknesses and both, you know, what might be a strong point for you, what might be a, an area that is pretty developed and that's pretty easy for you to develop versus an area that is more difficult for you to develop or more difficult for you to kind of master the lesson that each of the placement and or aspect is uh, providing you with within your natal chart. So these are all things to really consider when uh, even before getting into even who you're listening to is just understanding that to begin with so that no one can say otherwise. Yeah, this is also a common theme that I see in today's uh, astrological culture here. First of all, culture is not necessarily our friend. Second of all, it, I, I've had, I, I'm sure you've had this experience as well, Will, being an astrologer, but I've had so many of my close friends come up to me with these fatalistic or fearful mindsets of their placements. They're scared of Mercury retrogrades and all these retrogrades. And it's like, yeah. no, it's like, not, these aren't, th- this is what you've, you've picked up from this culture. There's not necessarily a negative side here to a retrograde. There's more or less a perspective. And that's really what spirituality gave me before astrology was the ability to uh, transcend through perspectives and transcend and, you know, being able to, not just identify with the ego level of like, oh, well, I'm being damaged or I'm being hurt. It's more or less like, what is this teaching me versus, you know, like I'm the victim here. Definitely, definitely. Uh, But that kind of leads us into point number two. So let's just go back to point number one and with being like who you should listen to. Uh, And ultimately, it comes down to your own judgment always, right? And where I'm just saying this from experiences and my observations and frankly, my opinion on who you should listen to versus who you shouldn't listen to. And you may agree or disagree, and that's totally fine. Always go with what resonates with you. But the people that you should not be listening to are the people that are operating from a level of fear. Anyone that is describing astrology in a fear-based way are people that you should not listen to. Because astrology is not fear-based. That is all ego. And we can project our ego, which leads us into the second point of why astrology is dangerous. Because it's a great tool for projecting the ego. It's a great tool for projecting your own bullshit onto uh, this. And and rightfully so, you know, kind of using it to explain uh, the notions of the ego or the expression of the ego and personality. And astrology does a damn good job at uh, being able to describe the notions of the ego and the personality. So if you want to find it, you know, it'll be there. However, it's limiting to the perspective of um, an individual and and the perspective of, you know, a a higher sense of consciousness when that is the main focus, uh, when we're, you know, projecting that. So anyone that is proclaiming to be an astrologer or uh, is just an astrology influencer or astrology meme page even, anyone that is coming at it from fear-based is not someone that you should be listening to one because uh, any damn good astrologer knows that uh, astrology is for enlightenment personal empowerment uh, being able to see the macro and the macro is not fear right it's like maybe we'll go through moments of fear and you can definitely recognize that with astrology where fears might come up and you know things need to be realized and recognized and released and that's totally cool but I just mean when you see someone and you feel someone that is approaching it from an ego-based perspective, you're not going to want to listen to them. Uh, You're not going to want to listen to people who are just strictly operating uh, from a personality-based level, period, right? Any astrologer that is not walking the path, aka not walking the 
the talk, you know, uh, you don't want to listen to them. You want to listen to the people that are walking the talk, that are doing the fucking work. You want to be listening to people who are living the experience of, you know, I'm not just using this knowledge to validate my ego. I'm using this knowledge and this information to actually make a difference in my own life, to learn my own lessons, to better, to be a better person, period, okay? And, uh, Uh, Something that me and Brent were talking about before is that a lot of people, when they first get into astrology, and I was the same way, and I'm sure probably you were as well, of we're getting into it from more of a personality level of asking questions like, uh, will, can this show me how I can meet my lover? Or can this show me how I will be rich or how I will do all these things, right? Uh, And that's fine and dandy. And astrology can show us a lot of insight into those things um, that like astrology operates, not just from a soul based level, but also from a personality level. That's why it fucking works. And it works and it's linear in that fashion. But the higher octave of astrology is to use it for a tool of self-realization and and self-optimization. And I think that's the... And you have to kind of start at it from that lower point to realize that. Like, it's not a... A lot of people don't just jump into it like that. Now, it's I'm not saying it's impossible because I'm, I guarantee you, you know, if I got into astrology nowadays, I'd probably start it from that level if I had just been doing, you know, a lot of spiritual work and working on myself and all of that um, beforehand, right? So it's like, it really depends on what level or what state of consciousness you are coming at it from. And you will uh, be able to use it to uh, basically navigate based off whatever level of consciousness you're at. And those are the questions that you'll be asking. Those are the types of answers that you'll be listening to. So a lot of these people online are catering to that type of crowd, which is totally fine, by the way. And there's nothing wrong with that. However, it doesn't mean that it's not limiting, right? There is still a limitation factor, meaning you're when you're just focused on strictly looking at, you know, basically trying to use it as a mechanism to of spiritual bypassing where it's like now I'm, I'm not actually doing the work. I'm trying to, you know, find the transits. I was joking with one of my Virgo friends not too long ago about how like, you know, some people are scared to leave their fucking house because they know the astrology and they're like, Oh my gosh, I don't know what this day is going to be like. There's Saturn on, on uh, the ascendant all day, you know, like, Oh, whatever, just some bullshit of uh, where you're not living your experience due to this fact. And this is where, we kind of lead into our next point, which is the the secondary danger of uh, of astrology, which is like the projection of ego, because it's going to, like everything in life, it's going to match your level of consciousness. It's going to match your state of consciousness. I don't like to say levels because it, you know it doesn't. It's not like anyone's really higher or lower. It's more just a where are you at along your journey, and I feel like that's why state. The word state probably is a better um, definition of that, but. It's really about being able to recognize where you're coming from. And that all comes down to how conscious are you of your own self, of, of where you're at along your journey. And because uh, it's very easy to use astrology to validate the ego. You know, it's very easy to say I'm a fucking asshole because my Mars is in Aries. It's like, you know, <laughs> it's very easy to say I'm a crybaby because we have our moons in cancer. It's like, you know, but this is not, that's not the point. You're missing the big picture. And astrology, yes, it's for the macro, uh, or the micro, rather, but it's also for the macro. And it's for it's to be able to see both the, the minutia and the macro of this whole picture of both ourselves and reality in general. But going back to who you would listen to, uh, 
this is important. And you want to be listening to people that are one, feel good to you. Like resonate highly, highly, highly with you. Like right off the bat, their energy is just like, yes. But that can't be the only factor because someone could have great energy and be a terrible astrologer. So, you know, you do have to realize that your eyes and ears will always deceive you. So it really comes down to uh, feeling. And, you know, what is the, the true feeling here? And am I just you know, judging based off of what I'm seeing, or am I actually listening to the information that's being conveyed? Uh, Social proof is a big aspect of this. Now, this is hard uh, in the online community, because uh, if you don't know of someone uh, online, and you come across them, frankly, and this is another part of the danger, is that accounts that may have, you know, 50,000 followers or 500,000 followers, Maybe a fucking 14 year old kid that's, uh, you know, just making astro memes. Whereas, you know, an account with 300 followers may be uh, an astrologer with 30 years experience and uh, is very well versed in astrology and can tell you a lot of valuable information. So that's where you kind of have to really do your own both intuitive discernment and also logical discernment of like, how do I know what this person is speaking is true? Like, and you can see that usually by, you know, if you look at the comments on if they're posting online or on social media, if they're making content, listening to that content, you know, asking yourself, is this uh, empowering and giving me real authentic genuine information that i can apply to my life or is it you know just kind of bullshit and not allowing me to well live my highest potential like is it kind of bringing me down or is it bringing me up you know is this making me feel worse about myself and my astrology or my natal chart or is this making me feel better about it is this helping me along my journey is this am i learning something like learning real shit, meaning I can go and apply this now. It's not just like, haha, yeah, I get, I, I get it. I'm gonna judge cancers now. It's like, no, like, you know, learn to apply and learn to listen to the people that are giving you authentic, real information. All right. That's a great that's a great point that you're making there about uh, just like initially judging based on the poor information that you do have because there's so much false information. It's not even false information, but it's one-sided information. Like to say cancers are crybabies, cry for example, when you're really missing the bigger picture, it's like emotion is really what stimulates the connection with everything else around you. And maybe instead of saying cancers are crybabies, you might say that cancers have this ability to tap into the empathy of other people and to really understand like maybe maybe a cancer is empathetic with a scientist and is understanding the data you know that's a part of being empathetic right yeah and and there's this there's this like pseudo aspect where you're right where these like 14 year old kids are on the internet and you never really have a good idea behind who it is because uh they're they're hiding behind a mask behind this uh, need uh to be uh, approved by society and need to be approved through their memes and through their uh, yeah exactly out- outward seeking and like you said about CoStar I mean I'm pretty sure the people who made the app have only been into astrology for a couple months or something like that they literally yeah they literally said that on their uh, on their page it's like this is who you're getting your information from people like wake up wake up it's not even it's not like an, there's an astrologer a group of astrologers writing this shit every week either it's like it's AI it's just a bunch of, you know, hypothetical potentialities. 
you know, honestly, you have this whole podcast could almost be focused around the dangers of having apps like the pattern and co-star which like overall whatever they're not the worst thing they're they're the the prototype per se that leads us into something better but the problem is that if you're getting your information from your your daily co-star notifications you know you're really missing out on understanding where that's coming from in your own chart and you know if you're if you're, if you're waiting for co-star to tell you that today's a good day True. to find love or today's a good day to be happy it's like no every day is a good day to find love every day's yeah or your partner is going to dump your ass today right if you if you don't learn how to listen or be you're stubborn you know it's just and the thing about co-star it's like it's also not coming from a place of of that objectivity it's coming from a place of some a lot of their notifications seem like uh they're kind of judgmental in a a lot of very judgmental and the thing is the people people will resonate with them because of that because that's where they're operating from Right, and it's sort of a, a fatalistic point of view sometimes, and and I like I have co-star, will like and I it's like a co-star. projected kind of point of view too. It's not it's not an objective, because uh, okay, frankly, no astrology is objective. Like we 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 as astrologers are subjective. That's how it works. Like the astrology is objective, but the astrologer is subjective. So everything that we say is subjective because it's filter being filtered through us. So. I could literally go riff off of one placement for an hour and Brent might say something completely different about that same placement. Now, generally, the the general idea would probably be conveyed the same way just because we have similar styles. But you may pick up on things that I wouldn't pick up on and I may pick up on things that you may not have picked up on uh, just frankly based off of our own personal experiences and just our our intuition. Like that's really what it comes down to. And that's why it's so subjective. Uh, and, and thus we can't really regulate it uh, in that way. Now we can have a kind of, I, I'd like to see, and I'm kind of also in the works of creating a, a community of people that can all kind of come together and be able to see the different perspectives of astrology and not just be focused on, you know, one type of astrology, but all still coming from a more heart centered uh, state. So stay tuned for that. That'll actually be dropped probably in a week so uh the international society of astrological associates coming soon um so make sure you follow uh at i am will nichols on social media to stay tuned for that because that's some exciting uh stuff coming out and if you're listening to this podcast and you'll probably be interested in the deeper masterminds that will go on uh in the society so uh super excited for that however let's get back to looking at this ego projection that can take place as well you know so you should be listening to people that are honestly just resonate with you and also you can kind of do a more logical linear background check of just looking like you know do they have testimonials have they been studying this for a while you know just the the kind of real hard data stuff like that like are they you know extremely well versed what is their vocabulary like like listening to all of these things are they just spewing shit out of their ass like copy and paste or are they actually coming up with their own delineations and understandings and all of this is important and honestly not thought about enough because when we're first getting into this that's kind of the last thing on our mind right we're just kind of wanting to learn and we're going to learn from all sources. And that is great because you should learn from a variety of sources. But it's not great uh, in, for the fact and for solely the sake of that you got to be mindful of where, where all of that information is coming from. 
Well, there's a good point here in learning from all sources because if you if you even listen to a bunch of uh, you know personality-based astrologers, you'll understand that that layer of people do exist, and there's nothing wrong with that. It's like that's where most people generally start is in the personality base. But now, what you can realize is that everybody, like you and I, will we have different rising signs, and that means our whole chart is different, and the way that we interact with our synastry is also different. And so your perspective on something is always generally going to be a little bit different than my perspective on something. Like you were just saying, like, you know, we could riff for an hour on a placement, but it's really where we where are we coming from with our perspectives. And it's not even really about if the person has uh, you know, the best background. It's really about like, what are you, what can you take from somebody regardless if the information is uh, true or false? It's like, it's more of, that's why the, uh, astrology is so uh, subjective because it's people giving their perspective, their, their view of reality here. And that doesn't necessarily make it right or wrong. That's the thing about astrology. It's meaning based. It's based on how you like for example some people see cancers as crybabies and other people see them as as you know empaths and they're totally different perspectives there but you know like they're two sides of the same coin if you if you let it be absolutely absolutely and it, yeah it really does depend on where your where your focus is like are you focused on like and this comes to the the third point that I'm trying to make which will will come back to the ego and all of that but the third point that I'm trying to make is it really comes down to the intention it's like, what is your intention with astrology? Just like if you were to open up a pack of tarot cards, you know, what would your intention be? Are you doing it because you want to, you know, know some mundane shit? Or are you doing it to actually better your state of consciousness? And I mean, arguably, everything that you do is bettering your state of consciousness to some extent. But there are things that are putting us in the right direction. There are things that are taking us away from that right direction. So ultimately, it all leads back to the one and the one is the all. However, uh, you know, there's resistance along the path and there's flowing with the path. So it all comes down to your intention with, you know, astrology, because, again, it can be used as a crutch. It can be used for spiritual bypassing. It can be used as a means of escapism, like anything, like literally anything can. So it really comes down to you and who you are and what your intention is going into it. Um, You know, every day I use astrology to make my own life better as much as I can and as best as I can in any given moment and I use astrology to make the lives of everyone around me better Uh, and that is how I am intending and have intended to use astrology and to operate from a soul-centered level to speak to the higher nature of everyone that I am speaking to uh, because that is truly what the real authentic core of what astrology is here for is is to bring us to the highest level to help us realize the highest nature of our own being and uh help us evolve out of you know our our in a sense not necessarily evolve out of but like accept embrace and then in a sense transcend the lower nature i like what you say about the idea of spiritual bypassing because there's a lot of aspect where 
I have I have a lot of friends who use astrology as you know they just want to know kind of what's going on but they don't really understand their chart that well they don't understand the house systems they don't understand exactly like even what Uranus does in their chart or what Neptune does in their chart and there's this aspect of you'll always be a follower until you understand your own chart and the I was telling someone this today it's like the gateway into learning real astrology the gateway is through your own natal chart yep. you know like you'll never learn astrology by studying other people's natal charts if you don't know your own natal chart like absolutely you know, it's even just sun moon rising is a great place to start but that's really you know you you need to learn the house systems you need to learn how to study what the inner and the outer planets mean for you maybe even eventually progressing into studying progress charts or studying sidereal charts or draconic charts or mm-hmm. whatever your take is but you should study yourself astrology is a means for yourself and not a means for you know like when will you find love how do you know when you'll find love if you don't even know what your houses are you know like how do you know when you'll find the perfect one if you don't understand the sinistry behind it or if you don't understand uh you know how your composite chart works or you know even sometimes one of the best things for me is i learned how to study my chart better uh by studying the 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 people around me the closest people around me with the intention to understand myself better it was never really so much as to understand them as much as it was to be like okay now that i get me a little bit how can i branch out and understand other people it's got to start with the self always always and um yeah that kind of brings up another point that i did want to um make and that is that astrology can very easily be a means of projecting all your power and uh, not integrating and accepting and embracing your own power Uh, we can give a lot of power away to astrologers and that is part of the danger and you know it really comes down to the astrologer because we as astrologers should be able to recognize that and unfortunately a lot of astrologers have zero background in counseling in therapy in anything like that so it's it's not a common uh necessarily a common thing for astrologers to recognize when a person's uh projecting their power onto them or you know projecting them and putting them on a pedestal is very important and we as astrologers need to learn how to shut that down right away and uh and really make a solid point to help the people understand our clients that were were you know that are giving us so much trust they are trusting us so much and we kind of can take that for granted as astrologers because we're not realizing the uh intensity of that we're not realizing how powerful the chart is and as an individual who is receiving um astrological information it's important to realize how much power is within your own natal chart and how much information is really there um, and as an astrologer, it's it's a, a very important reminder to remember never to take that shit for granted, never to take uh, your knowledge and your understanding and the fact that someone is trusting you with the energetic expression of their incarnation and all the information that comes with that. That's a lot of information and that's a lot of sacred information and it's very easy for uh, us as astrologers to accept being on a pedestal and enjoy that. And it's very easy for clients to put us on a pedestal. So obviously I'm speaking now to astrologers, but it's important to, as even as a client, as someone who's receiving information or just listening to information or a student, to be mindful of when you're doing that 
and when you're projecting and putting someone on a pedestal and basically accepting someone to or expecting someone to explain uh, you uh, to you. And no one can explain you to you. Us as astrologers can give you insight into a small fragment of the vastness of all that you are and remind you of that which you already know uh, deep within you. But we're not giving you anything. We're not telling you anything new. Uh, All we're doing is reflecting back to you all that you are in kind of like layman's terms so that you better understand the subconscious mechanisms and the conscious mechanisms of your being. You can really only meet well, as a client, you can really only meet the astrologer as far as you've met yourself. Exactly. That, like if I tell you something about yourself, if I'm like, okay, well, you're you're stubborn here and you're like, I'm not stubborn there. You know, it's like, well, maybe that's the stubbornness showing in that moment, yeah, or, you know, yeah, or something yeah. like that. And stubbornness is a silly example. But, you know, I uh, I used to go around with some as, as in my early astrologer astrology, astrologer days, I would go around with some poor perceptions of certain signs. And part of that was because I accepted this uh, idea of, you know, like I didn't understand Libra that well, that it was the balancing of the signs. And so I, I was more prone to grasping onto the, the, the ignorant side of it, to be fair, the unaware side of it, you know. And, yeah. And I wasn't able to see that, oh, wow, Libra is on the higher levels. It's this beautiful, harmonious aspect. I was much more of like, oh, well, they're just, you know, they're fake. They're just mirrors for everybody else. Right. But on the other, that's that's really never true. It's like if they're a mirror, then that means I don't like myself when I'm talking to a Libra. Yeah. Um, and I, I'd like to also mention, like, I want to ask you, Will, are you nervous to give out your birth information or your birth chart to social media or Instagram because as an astrologer let's say that you know the power that has um to me no not really now I understand people who don't like to give out their birth information that's fine because you know especially if you are a pretty big mainstream astrologer um but the thing is I really don't care uh, you know, it doesn't bother me. And I think some people are more sensitive and more private about it. And that's totally fine. But I know myself. I know myself. I know all that I am as much as I can in this now moment. And um, so I'm not, there's like, there's nothing for me to be worried about by giving out that information. But that's just my perspective. Some astrologers are so like, don't don't say anything about my chart or whatever. <laughs> I'm just like, that's oh damn, you know, like okay, that's fine. It's, to me, that's just kind of like weird. Like I get it, but at the same time, it's kind of like, like what are you hiding, man? Like what? Like you have something wrong with your chart that you're just like not accepting, or you know? Uh, but and then I also understand that some people are just very private and they just don't want that information out, and that's totally fine because. Honestly, people can really understand you on a much deeper level, and you you have to be okay with that. Now, you know, I've been kind of in the public eye making videos and making content for a few years now, so I really don't give a fuck, but um, some people care a lot more. What about what do you think about that? 
Are you? Uh, for myself, it depends uh, on who I'm giving my chart to. I'm not necessarily private because I agree with the same reasons you're talking about. Like, I, for example, when I gave you my chart, uh, you as an astrologer, were, you're able to tell me things that I can't see in my own chart because it's like I'm not at a certain perspective or level. But that's that's on your your side. But if I put my chart on, like, if I posted it on Instagram or something, there might be someone that says, like, wow, that's a very interesting aspect between, you know, your moon and pluto or something and i'm like wow i maybe never have seen that and and i like the idea of being open to those new perspectives which doesn't scare i'm not you could tell me some negative things about myself all day long i'm looking for those things (laughs) you know i'm not like i'm I'm not nervous about finding out something i'm not used to you know it's like i'm comfortable with being who i am and around myself and if I, i i hope to project my chart almost accurately without posting it just in the content that i put out and so, you know, if anything, I hope that it better reflects if I were to post it. Am I scared a little bit? Yeah, because there is an aspect uh, that I get a n- little nervous about when it comes down to people who have ill intentions and that are using magic and that are using uh, like spell work uh, to cast any sort of because a natal chart is a really sensitive point in time. And, you know, not to get too far out, but, you know, if, if you don't if you don't see time as a linear thing and you see time as all encompassing all at once then all time all points in time kind of exist at the same moment and that means our natal chart is sort of a direct connection and there have been times where i've opened up someone's natal chart and i have like directly connected to their energy like their source energy and i'm just like yeah that's part of being an intuitive astrologer is being able to like read the energy of a chart more than it is almost the planets or aspects it's like what is this chart saying to me it's speaking to me you know i think that's a direct connection to the person Definitely, um, definitely, and I've just noticed like the people that care the most about giving out their chart, um, I I just like I feel like they just they're not necessarily operating on a as much of a soul centered level as they possibly could be, mm-hmm. because if you're kind of in that still fear based mentality, and I get it because like frankly, like you can curse people by knowing their time of birth <laughs> and by knowing their place in their natal chart, so. You know, that, I get that. I guess that's that's an aspect to it. But it's like, again, are you are you in the receiving mode of that? Mm-hmm. Um, it's still somewhat fear based being that like, what can someone do to me that I can't protect myself from? Right. Yeah, and, exactly. Exactly. And I like curse away, man. I'm sure <laughs> right. people are fucking cursing me every day. It's like, <laughs> you know, the, that's just part of the part of the, the disturbing the shit in this world. Like, well, there's also the part of it where, that. you know, if someone's pro- if someone is once again projecting their ego, like point number two we had, then that's going to be through the magic as well. I mean, like if someone casted some spells on you, like, do you really want that bad karma on you for for what? Because Will Nichols said some shit online that you didn't like. <laughs> you know what I mean? Exactly. Like, it's just kind of a joke in reality to think about that, you know, and, and there's an aspect here about uh, I want to mention this about the fact that I write daily forecasts. I write horoscopes based on the natal chart of the day. If I at don't Alchemist Apollo, thank go you, follow at, at Alchemist Apollo. If, if I don't spend the time to take myself out of the. Uh, equation then I'm just going to be projecting my insecurities my problems all on the timeline and I'm going to be like you know today is just a shitty day and the energy sucks you know when everybody else might be be feeling great Um, and so there's an aspect where I have to understand myself so well that I I have to 
you know, subtract that from the equation. And it's the same thing with like a tarot reading. You know, if I have my energy in the cards still and I give a reading for someone else, then maybe I'm reading for myself and not for the collective or for someone right in front of me. And that's an aspect of, uh, of astrology that, you know, if you're talking with a kind of lame astrologer that doesn't know themselves very well, then they can only meet you as far as they've met themselves also. So it's true very true it works both ways there it does work both ways um so now i kind of want to jump into it's basically an elaboration on a post that i did not too long ago which are the four tips for learning astrology at an accelerated rate and how to best learn it based off my personal experience and then uh brent's gonna try chime in on this too and just you know elaborate on 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 these points so the first being daily immersion which we, we were kind of talking about uh before is like you have to know yourself to know astrology and that's the purpose of astrology and that's why uh for example my students that i teach in my mentorship the main focus that i always have is always back to applying uh to your own chart and to your own like everything that we learn uh should be applied to ourselves before we try and apply it with other charts and all of that fun stuff it should always be first applied to the self. Uh, so this is one of the sole reasons that after every single um, lesson that I do with my students, it's like we're now moving in the direction of, okay, let's actually pull up your chart. And I have basically almost every call that I have with my students. It's like your chart is evolved where we're now looking at the placements of your own thing. Because if I'm just telling you information, as an astrologer, as a quote-unquote authority in astrology, I'm just telling you information. It's just words. It's just data until it is applied to your own self. So daily immersion in this, daily immersion. And honestly, I can say from just watching you, Brent, like since you've been doing your daily forecast and even a little bit before then, from immersing yourself daily in the transits, like... I've seen you grow in your practice exponentially just in that short period of time. Oh, most just, definitely. Just because of, of, of always being in, in like plugged into that, always being aware of what's going on. Yeah, it's a, it's a very interesting thing to do the daily transits because what you realize is like there's really not that much that changes between the planets, but like there are certain days where just like complete aspects will just flip around and then you realize like, oh, wow, it's like moment to moment to moment to moment. There's always something that's sort of going on. Some aspect is going on here and what you, you start to see it and play out in reality and then you start discerning it in your own chart. And so there's that daily immersion where you're just like, oh, that's what that was. I saw this today. And, you know, when a friend comes up to me, I'm like, oh, well, I don't, you know, try to say it's like, oh, it's because the moon's in Aries and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but I do try to say like, OK, why well, some of the themes today revolve around uh, grounding ourselves and being a little bit more patient instead of being so, you know, ADHD or having shiny object syndrome. And so for me, uh, the daily immersion has uh, definitely increased my ability just to read a chart like from zero to a hundred real quick. Exactly. Exactly. And not just, uh, like daily immersion in transits is really what will take you to the next level because it's now you're actually up to date with everything that's going on and even looking perhaps in the future, uh, which is kind of, I mean, when most people first get into astrology, that's kind of what they're trying to do is be able to see and have a, a light on for what is coming and, and be able to understand that and, uh, and then see how it plays out by living it. 
Well, that can only come after studying your own birth chart. Oh, absolutely. That's 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 yeah. That's that's a step after that. Um, it, daily immersion first means daily immersion, meaning looking at your fucking chart every damn day. I've looked at my chart almost every day for the past probably year or so now, and every single time I look at it, there's something there that I'm like, damn, I, how did I miss that? How did yeah. I miss that? And it's like constant. And it's like I've looked at every aspect and all this stuff, but what changes in the daily immersion is that I'm able to relate it to the transits. I'm able to see like, okay, well, like for example, I have a, a natal Mars in Virgo and Mars just moved into Virgo. So I'm able to sort of see how they, uh, they click together. And, you know, it, it just entered my, my third house. So it's, it's on my conscious mind and I'm able to see the placement. I'm able to feel it out in reality. And there have been moments in time where I'm just like living my life, you know, and I will be like, this is what that placement feels like. This is it, you know? And yeah. then it clicks with you and you're like, now I get it. Exactly. Exactly. No. And for me, it's like, I mean, now I don't necessarily look at my chart every day, but I know my chart and I know all my placements. So I think about it every day. Mm-hmm. And I think about that as being a reflection of this physical vessel of who I am. And I think about and I notice and I can have this deeper sense of, of awareness and also appreciation for that awareness when I can, you know, go through an experience and say, well, that's very interesting. I can kind of see what uh, placements are looking at. I mean, I do look at transits every day. So that also helps of being able to recognize, you know, how we're interacting with the collective cosmic energy. Um, but yeah, firstly, immersing yourself in your natal chart every day and and learning every day and committing to learning every day. Like I am still reading, learning, watching, consuming some sort of astrological material every damn day. <laughs> every because time this I, is my life. Every time I get on a call with you, Will, you're you're giving me some quote from a book. You're telling me, oh, the other day I was reading this book and this book. And so you really do. You uh, you you not only are speaking this, but once again, you're actually putting in the work you're reading tons of books you're always giving me recommendations that's another good sign of the fact that i can trust you as an astrologer that you're you're not just telling me like look this is mine this is my quote i came up with you're like let me tell you about these other people's quotes that are not me that's the key sign of an astrologer not projecting their ego is are they shedding light on other astrologers absolutely and and even just other materials that are relevant to astrology you know Um, no, I definitely feel that. And I think it's important to always be educating. Like I'm buying, you know, books almost every week because it's just <laughs> like, it's become this, this is just what my life is now. Uh, you know, and sometimes I'll take breaks and I like to read it, you know, other books like think and grow rich and success books, asking and it's given and other books too, to, you know, not just explode my mind all the time. But, uh, all of that at, in the end of the day helps me become a better person and helps me become a better astrologer ultimately. Um, so immersing yourself every day in it. And I can tell you from personal experience that when I was first getting into astrology, I immersed myself every damn fucking day for, I want to say the first, well, until now pretty much. <laughs> uh, so still now, you know, but it's, I, I immerse myself in my own chart and my own understanding and just reading different interpretations of my chart and my placements for literally probably every day for the first, I want to say maybe two and a half, 
three years. Uh, and also looking at daily transits. And that is what really accelerated my practice exponentially. As the first year, I was kind of dabbling, wasn't taking it a whole lot seriously. Uh, but it wasn't until I did start doing that that I really started to notice uh, my confidence and my proficiency in being able to interpret this uh, go up uh, very dramatically um, and uh, very quickly. And I think immersion is how you do it. It's like it's there's no secret to learning this stuff it's like daily application and i say this to my students every day it's like we have weekly calls or bi-weekly calls or bi-monthly calls or whatever it it doesn't fucking matter right it's like that's not what matters that's a little lesson that i give you sure that's fun and fine and dandy or even doing consultations with people but it's what you do after that is how you go and explore and apply after that after that fact of being like, okay, what do I do with this now? How do I apply this to my life now? And how can I see this within myself now? And that is where daily application is so, so, so important. You know, I've also seen the same trend in the idea of if you work in a if you work in an industry or if you work in let's say you work in a restaurant or something and you have a boss that's you know trying to tell you how to do things like you can only respond as much as you know yourself or else the other person's going to tell you how who you are and how you are this is the, a danger of astrology it's like if you really just don't understand like the power that you truly hold and that nobody is above or below you you will let people be above and you will let people be below you and this is absolutely why the daily immersion is so important because it's like you got to remind yourself who you are or else people will remind you for you yep 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 so what is tip number two will tip number two is consume so it kind of goes alongside the daily immersion but consume as much information as you can and you're gonna consume so you know i was talking about who you listened to before and you should always take that into consideration but you have to realize that you're gonna consume shit content that is an inevitable there's too much information out there to not do that it's impossible it is fucking impossible. Every day I go on Instagram or Twitter, I'm consuming shit content. Regardless <laughs> of who I'm following, there is some bullshit astrology that comes on my feed, and I'm watching it, and I'm listening to it, and I'm hearing it. So it's an inevitable. It cannot be avoided. Sorry, unless you live in the fucking woods, and you all you do is look at a bunch of astrology books that you just happen to bring with you. There's no way to avoid it. If you're online right now, you're going to find shit. And it's, it's about... Being able to discern for yourself uh, the information that you're consuming and how can you apply that information. Does it make your life better? Does it benefit your experience and have you applied it? Great. And if not, then fuck it. And you need to chuck it. <laughs> but that's what you said on your live stream last night. You were you were saying like you went through your whole following list and you were like, yeah, these people suck. And you just you said it's not that you don't want to. It's not like you're not friends. We, like you said, we have this idea that when we follow someone, we're like, oh, we're friends now. <laughs> you know, yeah. but in, in reality, like if you're if you're friends with someone and your friend is toxic, you don't need to keep the friendship. You know, like it's it's true in rea- real life and on social media. It's like go through your follow list and unfollow the people who are just like complaining, putting crappy content out there and just aren't benefiting you. Like for, for me and Will, when we see this shitty content online, we know like where it's coming from, you know, like mentally. And we know like yeah. kind of how to avoid kind of laugh at it. We too. laugh it's at it. Yeah. Like it, it's not, you know, like we send each other dumb memes all the time and it's like, it's kind of funny, you know, it's not, it's not like I'm actually taking this and applying it and being like, ha this is what astrology actually is. And that's the danger, though, is because when you're in the beginning stages of learning, you don't fucking know. 
So you don't know whether what someone is saying is true, if they're joking. That's why, you know, I'm even, I'm trying to be more mindful. I'm not, I haven't been very mindful, but I'm trying to be more mindful of the content that I am putting out because a lot of times I'll make a lot of sarcastic astrological comments, especially on Twitter. And, uh, and, and I'm, I'm aware that there are new people to this and they're taking that as literal fact. So Mm. if I do do that, I try and, you know, underneath it, right. I'm just kidding or make a, make a very strong point to make it really sound sarcastic. Yeah. Unfollow, unfollow. I am Will Nichols. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's Uh, it. Yeah. But unfollowing people is very important to that too. And also looking at, you know, the, the content that you are consuming. You know, are you consuming garbage every day of someone that's just telling you some bullshit? Like, are you just, you know, uh, well, I'm not how many trying to times, diss anyone, but like, just how, how many uh, times do you see like just ridiculous memes that are actually dangerous? You know, like I really I see them pretty frequently where they're just like, uh, it's like one meme just putting down Libras for doing a certain thing, or one meme putting yeah. down Capricorns. Like, you know, it's like Capricorns hate astrology. It's like I know a bunch of Capricorns that love astrology. <laughs> you know, like oh, me too. I've done so many uh, readings for Capricorns. Yeah, and it's just there's so much there's content that it almost it's like the shadow of the astrologer or the person putting the meme out. The shadow is like it's this is this is who we are and this is, this is who they are. And it's like, no, yeah. this is not who they are. <laughs> like, this is who we all are together. Exactly. Exactly. So consume every day, read books every fucking day. You should be reading every, not just astrology. Like, I don't care if you read an astrology book every day, whatever, that's fine. But you should be reading every day, period. Reading makes you smarter leaders are readers so read every day and i don't mean just articles online i mean a physical book pick it up that tactile relationship that you have with a physical book is super important you know when i first started my astrological journey i was reading a lot of free ebooks because you can get them online which are great um but it a lot changes when you get your your first real astrology book and Mm. uh and that honestly makes a huge difference to your practice of being able to tangibly flip through it, not having to scroll through this list if you're trying to find something of being able to just flip to the page or look at the index and find it. You know, there's there's and, and just the fact of physically holding something while you read it, your focus is there. Whereas when you're scrolling, you know, maybe your phone notifications are going off or maybe you're mm-hmm. thinking about other things. You're not as fully immersed in it as you are not to mention the neural pathways that are being created are a lot less when you're reading something online than when you are reading a physical book so i always recommend you know amazon's got super cheap books i'm sure you can even get them from barnes and noble or indigo chapters if you're in canada and uh and just paying attention to uh, like getting some tactile reads you know um, I'll, I'll probably come out with a nice book list soon. A lot of people have been asking me for that. So maybe I'll, I'll, uh, make a little article or a post or something about a nice book list of, um, books that will be available. I will be, um, creating a digital library for my astrological society coming soon. So eventually within the next month or so after it's launch, we'll have the digital library up. So you'll be able to access a lot of free information that would be very hard to find online and some of it is not available online so uh that we're like i'm in the works of uploading with some other people so uh you know i i information first and foremost is the most important but second best is getting a physical book and being able to read it so you know this might just be my like 
kind of Venus and Gemini or Gemini 12th house that really gets off to this. But I personally, just equally as much to reading, I love writing. I love journaling. And I've learned some of the most intuitive shit ever about astrology just from writing it down, the patterns that I notice. And like, it's not really always just about receiving because that's reading is kind of like the feminine side of this. The the masculine side would be putting out that content into a journal or or, or just putting it, you know, make a voice note in your phone and just say some stuff to yourself that helps you to uh, remember something like a like a nice synchronicity that appeared, you know. So I personally like to put out content like that for myself to learn. No, I think it's very important. And that's actually one thing. And that's part of the practical learning that I, I give a lot of my students is making them write out, uh, you know, the what. especially when we're talking about combinations of archetypes uh literally riffing on your placements and where you literally i tell them like write a paragraph on venus gemini 12th house you know and Mm -hmm. write what that means to you and uh and give me you know just a general just let your brain blurb it out because after you learn that information you have to apply it so that's great that you know that the energy of venus right you know what venus embodies that's great that you know all the 12 zodiac signs and then you can kind of now combine what venus within the 12 signs might look like and then once you learn the houses and learn how that applies and planets in each of the houses and how the signs in each of the houses may apply when you put that all together that's all just information blob it around in your head and until you write that out until you get that on paper uh, or speak it out loud even, or record it or whatever, until that's out there, like through your own filter, you're not, you, you haven't yet learned it. It's not yet on your mental fingertips. It's not something that you could be able to recall and receive and re- repeat instantaneously. It would take you a, a quite a little bit of time to think about it, reflect on it, and then have to come up with a kind of general kind of shitty answer for that so writing it out and riffing uh what i call riffing on the zodiacs is really important where first of all if you're just learning astrology write out all the 12 signs and just riff off them like riff off of what they mean what their archetypes are what they what their rulers are and why their rulers are that way and what how you can see the correlation between the ruling uh planet and the the zodiacal sign riffing is one of the greatest techniques you will ever do uh, when it comes to your own astrological practice and actually being able to understand it and explain it in your own words, not listening to just me. This is why I do it with my students because I don't want them to just be blurbing Will Nichols when they're talking about astrology with people. I want them to be able to say it in their own words. And uh, likewise, you don't want to just be blurbing the information that you're learning from anyone, whether you're watching YouTube videos of people, like tutorials or lessons, whether you're in a mentorship program. Uh, or whether you're just uh, self-studying through books like you want to be able to take that information apply it and filter put it through your own filter and i think that's really important that's a good point and i think that you just brought up tip number three as well is uh, yeah i did (laughs) you need to have a mentor in your life and why is that will when you are able to take someone okay for example me i have been studying astrology for over six years now Versus someone who is just getting into astrology. Well, do you think they could benefit from someone with six years of experience? I would say so. I would say that, you know, why would you want to go at it alone when someone is already far beyond where you are and are essentially where you want to be? 
And that's the purpose of a mentor is not and not only that, not only are they able to instruct you and, you know, hopefully if they're a good teacher, they're able to convey these concepts to you in a very practical means. My Mercury and Taurus, I think, does a good job at that. Um, and uh, but not only that, but when you're watching someone who's living it, who's speaking the vocabulary, when you're around someone with that experience, just that vibe, just just immersing yourself with someone in that knowledge. That's why networking is so important. That's actually one of the main reasons why I'm creating this organization that's coming up soon is that just immersing yourself in that, especially when you immerse yourself with people that are on a higher level than you or have a longer or a larger amount of experience than you do. And this applies to everything, not just astrology, by the way, this applies to everything. Uh, you, You want to get a mentor in whatever it is that you're trying to learn, because they are going to take you to the next level. They are the ones that are going to be able to uh, and even if they literally don't tell you anything, if they don't even teach you and you just watch them and you just interact with them and have some conversations with them and they're not like teaching you in any sort of formal uh, setting, you're just having conversations, that is going to accelerate you like a hundred times more than if you were just to go at it alone. Now, if they're teaching you and doing that, then you're like a thousand times quicker going to learn you know, this material and, and have a, a much deeper understanding than someone who is just going at it alone. Uh, and there's a multitude of reasons for that. I already stated them that one being that this person is sharing, you know, their collective accumulated wisdom. The second being is that they have inform- they have filtered that information. They've accumulated a lot of information, a lot of experience. I've told, told like, like I said, I read every fucking day. You know, I, 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 I apply this every fucking day. I look at the transits and I look at de- definitions and I listen to other astrology and I listen to other content and I consume so much content every fucking day six years of that accumulated experience is a lot of information and I could not convey all that information to anyone but I can convey my uh kind of filter of the gist of all of that and that is how I express astrology that's how I share astrology and that's the incredible value that I can provide people with and that anyone who is on a higher level than you can uh can provide you with and that's why all my like I have friends that are uh, have less experience than me and I have friends that have more experience than me for the reason being that I can learn from both. I can remember and teach people to get to my level by interacting with people that have perhaps less experience than me and I can learn from and be brought up to the level of those who have more experience than me and I can be a part of that vibe and I can I can just just being in that state of consciousness and watching someone operate with that level of experience and expertise and listening to their vocabulary and how they talk and how they uh, perceive astrology just being around that accelerates you nonetheless the information that they're able to actually convey to you so they can help a mentor can help you incredibly uh, filter out a lot of the bullshit and get right to the real details and if they're a great teacher they can convey these concepts to you in a way that you can really apply to your life. You know what's a great part about the mentor as well? It's not only that you being around their energy just by itself, like you're, you're kind of getting some of their actual energy, their life yeah. force energy. Another part is that the mentor is always going to benefit from helping you also. There has been times where I've just had friends come up to me and they've asked me about just something simple in astrology and I've gone on just like an hour or two long of a rant yeah. where at the end of that they're like, wow, 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 I just I can't believe that this is all how this works. And for 
example, like I'll explain how the houses work or I'll explain how the ages in astrology work and I'll put it down to some real human experience where it's, it's for me, it's very fun to just have a, a leak of passion pour out of me. But for every, whoever's around me, they're just being absorbed by that passion. They're being, you know, like, and it's not just that I'm like, take my knowledge. It's like I'm intuitively telling you things that I maybe have never thought of before. And it's not exactly. even, it's not even that I'm like, you know, yeah. pulling from my knowledge, I'm putting my knowledge together and then together we're learning. And so a mentorship works both ways. It's a, it's a plus and minus both ways. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. And, uh, and another important point to make is that like, I mean, that's one of the reasons now that I don't even, I don't do prep before, uh, any consultations because I want to be fully immersed in like, I'm exploring this with the person for the first time. And so are they generally, um, you know, if they're more experienced, then I will usually look at the chart a little bit beforehand and just, you know, perhaps if they want to explore a certain area, then we can go into that. But, um, yeah, I, the reason that I don't, that I don't prep and I just kind of riff off of what I see, uh, one is because there's no preconceived judgment whatsoever anymore. Uh, now I can no longer, you know, say, oh, maybe I should talk about this or I should talk about this or I should talk about this. Um, I can actually just intuitively be like, OK, this is what I need to talk about right now uh, and then just explore uh, the chart with them. And so I think um, having that perspective uh, can really benefit not just the mentee, but the mentor as well. Did you find yourself like uh, tripping up on information whenever you would look over a chart before some sort of reading? Would you just be like, okay, well, I remember that his or her Neptune in the seventh house was affecting the Pluto in the fourth house or something. Did, did you, did you get like tripped up thinking about like previous memories? Um, perhaps. Yeah. Maybe a little bit, but honestly the biggest kind of turnoff from that was that I feel like, what do I know? It's like, who am I to, to tell you about this certain area? Maybe you don't want to fucking hear about it, you know? And it's like, maybe you want to focus on another area and maybe the area that I'm focusing on now, every single time it has not been the case, but that's just the kind of mentality that I've, that I've had towards that is it's like, you know, there's, there's a, there's a potential for that where I, I'm focusing on what I want versus what the client wants. And ultimately I'm not, I'm not here for me. I'm here for the client. Yeah, that's a good that's a good perspective. And that's why I do all my consultations live by the way too is because now I can ask questions, I can engage with the individual and I can actually say listen like what was this like for you and how does this manifest and then I can you know riff off of that. Like for example, if someone had like for I had a client today, Pluto in the 7th house, uh big placement for Pluto and it's trying the yep. north node and sextile the south node, you know, big placement big placement she's having a nodal opposition right now and relationships have been at her relationship she's had that relationship for 14 fucking years and she's wow. like go pluto i don't know <laughs> <Go was>, yeah, <laughs> 27 or whatever yeah you know there's that there's that like uh kind of longevity aspect of pluto but she also said that pluto uh her relationship has been the most transformative experience she would not be an awakened being without it right that, that so, is the uh, catalyst Pluto and scorpio right <laughs> yeah exactly bro pluto and scorpio seventh house taurus rising uh so yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> the biggest sense of transfer i think her partner is a, a scorpio too if i'm not mistaken or a pisces i don't know but um anyways yeah uh 
the most personal plants I've ever seen in in uh, in Leo. <laughs> by the way, <laughs> like Moon, Mercury, Venus. Uh, Shout out Leo placements. Uh, Shout out Leo placements. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Well, might as well shout out Leo placements while the while the sun is still while in the Leo. sun's in still in Leo. Even though uh, I'll probably upload this, uh, maybe I'll upload it tomorrow. But uh, it, it'll probably be uploaded in Virgo well, season. Well, well, look, you know what? Right now it is twenty nine degrees. Yeah, Leo, right now and we're in twenty nine degrees. Matters. Leo, exactly, exactly. We're coming to the end of Leo season. Um, but yeah, so there's that notion of like, um, I don't, e- I don't even remember the the point that I was trying to make with that. Uh, yeah, you were just bringing up uh, reading someone's chart live and versus like, right, a, right, a right, right, right. Reading. Oh, okay, yeah. No, I understand what I was saying. Is the reason that I was bringing that up and the uh, Pluto in the seventh and all of that is I could say a bunch of things about her relationship, about how her relationship could be destructive or how it could right. like rip her down and and build her up or j- completely rock her world or perhaps even traumatize her because that's just kind of. Pluto in the seventh, you know, the Scorpio. Or you might say that she's, you know, jealous or possessive, and that's the reason, you know. And so, but yeah, it, and she's got to get transformed through that way. But, but by asking that question, right? Just the, the just the fact that you've been in a relationship for fourteen years. Now it, it it's like okay, I understand that this is. I hope and I know now, but uh, like when I'm going into that, I hope that it's not an abusive relationship. But um, and I know it's not. I know it's not. It's a very loving, incredible, like amazing relationship. Shout and out part Taurus of her. Risings. Shout out Taurus <laughs> Risings, Leo Moon, Leo Venus Shout being the Leo ruler Moon. of the whole chart, Ooh, and yep. uh, North Node in Capricorn conjunct the Midheaven and Juno. So the purpose here is relationships and and sharing the wisdom of relationships so well i i want to point this out yeah. i and i know you two have like hundreds of charts somewhat memorized that are not our own you know what i mean and there's yeah. an aspect of like even when i'm hanging out with my close friends or if i'm talking to like a client or if i'm talking to my family members like i've got like at least like seven other placements and their rising sign <laughs> memorized and there's yeah. that aspect there of just like you know once you learn your own chart and you learn other people's it's like they I don't know exactly where I'm going with this, but it's in, it's interesting how like astrology becomes this tool for uh, understanding the collective around you and understanding like, you know, when you talk to that person, it's an experience between like, you know, you're not there to tell her who she is, but you're there to also understand this person. You know, it's like, that's the big part of being a, a truly empathetic and intuitive astrologer is being able to like, like the reason I remember all of my friends and family's charts is because like I'm like genuinely curious like like what are these people like like how can I understand them better it's not like how can I gaslight them and one-up them and get them you know like how can I win yeah (laughs) and I feel like that's a actually an important point to make is that astrology provides us as astrologers and as people that are studying astrology to have a, a greater sense of empathy towards everyone that we come into contact with and any astrologer that judges a person based off of the chart, I kind of just laugh and I'm like, you're missing the fucking point. Uh, right. Because it, like, for example, if you have trouble with your family members and you have trouble with your relationships, yeah, you know, meditate on it, understand what's going on, what resistance is inside. Or you could just look at the fucking charts, you know, and like <laughs> actually <do> <laughs> see what the hell going on. You have to do both, obviously. Yeah. But uh, but the chart is like linear analytical data that is like right there in front of you, and it fucking makes sense and it hits every time. So you know, having that 
added and I, I say this often and it's like astrology is not the path but it does illuminate the path and it's important to to understand that so it's not saying that this is what is you know this is who you are or this is who this person is but it is saying let's get a brighter light on the nature of this individual let's get a brighter perspective on who this individual is or uh, you know what this moment of time is and that's the beauty of it you know there's another point here where it's like if i consulted an astrologer all the time and i never really learned the information there would be no way possible that the astrologer could tell me what the relationship between like me and my grandpa is for example like that's like that's so meta that it has to be me that the astrologer within me that understands those relationships that I have to other people around me you know like an astrologer can only help me somewhat understand myself to the level I get myself but to the next level like the relationships in my own life are up to me to solve and not up to you know for me to just like constantly seek consultation or something like that there's a real importance to learning how to read a chart and an astrologer and a mentor can help you get to those levels to where you have this new level of power self-empowerment that gives you the ability to navigate through life confidently and navigate through life and just be like oh i'm not fearful i'm coming from the soul of this i'm not coming from the ego of this and that's that's really what the importance of meditating and looking at a birth chart is is that absolutely you come from the soul of it and then you're not coming from the the lower side mm-hmm. and and i mean astrology is a great tool for realizing the lower nature of our own selves and being able to connect that you know uh, psychological astrology is incredible archetypal astrology is great for you know understanding the lower mechanisms of our consciousness and how we operate and the conditioning that you know we've been gifted with but even then like you can only see general areas of conditioning like you can't accurately say that you were abused by your mother when you were three years old and this Mm -hmm. shaped you in this way it's like you know you can probably see that you know there might have been some disagreement or abuse from the mother but even then it's like transits and aspects like the way they manifest we're not in control of and we can't accurately say how they're going to manifest. We can say the general, perhaps the uh, you know result of that, or how that may end up uh, feeling to you, or how that potentially could look. But to accurately say, for example, like we have a big uh, Saturn Pluto conjunction coming up in 2020 of January, and uh, frankly, no one knows how the fuck that's going to go down. <laughs> no one knows what's yeah. going to happen. A lot of crazy shit has happened with Saturn-Pluto conjunctions. So we don't know what that's going to look like. And likewise, you don't know how necessarily an aspect is going to manifest in the consciousness of an individual um, without first consulting the consciousness itself. You never know. It's like, even if you looked back at when you felt like you were abused by your mother, like you would never, you could look back at the transits. It wouldn't make much sense to you. Like, like I said earlier, when I do my daily forecast, like the transits are changing like every minute. And not only that, like I still couldn't tell you an event will happen. I can't tell you even really the trends that are necessarily going to pop up in the next six months. It's like really all it is, is it's explaining like the sort of themes that are coming. You can't predict, you know, when the next mass shooting in America is with the transits, you know, like those are there's a lot of free will behind astrology that uh, people maybe 
misconstrue for like you don't necessarily know when you're going to find love you know you can say like okay well venus is conjuncting your natal venus or something and be like it's more yeah. likely but are you going to get up and go talk to the person in the coffee shop or something you know like or you're like, going to sit there and yeah wait for it you know i think it really does depend on so my belief when it comes to fate and free will is that free will exists within fate and it's like mm-hmm. ast- the astrology is fate the astrology is like these are what is happening but it's how we are operating within that that is the free will aspect it's like we are choosing how we express ourselves as a result of the energies that we're being influenced by and to say that we're not being influenced by those energies is kind of ignorant and we're just it's just a lack of awareness because frankly we're influenced by our environment at all times whether you're consciously aware of it whether you want to believe in it or not it's happening so it's like you know you're conditioned by your mother whether you want to believe that you're conditioned or not. by your messy room <laughs> you're conditioned by your messy i'm no i'm looking at my disastrous room right now and i'm thinking i'm hearing jordan peterson in my mind saying clean up your fucking room you know but um yeah it would explain yeah. why we're absolutely uh sort of rambling at the end of this podcast right? uh, like we both need to clean our yes. rooms up <laughs> yes. uh but the yeah going going back to the final point of learning astrology is um is your openness to receiving the gifts and the values that astrology has to offer you and it really comes down to two things and this is what can be called the uh the level of teachability and there's two factors to this the first factor is your willingness to learn so you have to have a high willingness to learn new information you have to be have a high willingness to learn astrology you have to have a high willingness to learn new information about a certain placement and the second aspect of this, whether you are truly teachable or not, is your willingness to accept change, meaning mm-hmm. your your willingness or your ability to be able to perhaps be proven wrong, perhaps be challenged in your current present beliefs, changing your state of consciousness. You have to be open to that. If you're not open to that, you will not learn you will not learn material. Even if you have a high willingness to learn, even if you're really ready, if you are not willing to change, there's no application that can take place, and thus no synthesis of that information can take place. So it's not going anywhere. It's going in one ear and out the other. Or worse, you're holding on to the vocabulary and you're not understanding the context. And that's an incredible part of lo- about learning. Is you know We're never taught how to learn, but that's how you learn is... By one, understanding that you have to have a high willingness to learn said material. So find out what part of astrology excites you. And you do that first by immersing yourself. That is why you consume, 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 and daily daily uh, immerse yourself in astrology and all of that information. Getting a mentor helps keep you on track. Being around someone who is where you want to be helps align you with them. And also, having a mentor helps to uh, uh, give you that sense of accountability, too, of being, you know, accountable by maybe it's someone that you share your goals with, you know, share what you're aspiring to do, you know, of, or of what you're trying to create or, you know, things, even just masterminding with people that you trust, like, um, you know, just like even our phone calls, Brent, like you know, just yeah. going and having chats and having that mastermind allows us to swap ideas learn from each other and then also grow and elaborate on the ideas that we already have and then finally when we're open when we have this level of openness and readiness to receive uh the material and the information 
And we have to have a high willingness to learn it. And most people, when they're first getting to astrology, there's a high willingness to learn. You know, the, I want to know. I'm, I want to know. I want to know. And it's a beautiful, you know, it's like it's like you're just a sponge for the information. But the second part is the hard part. And that is being open to accepting change within the self. Because astrology is just guiding us back to the, the highest, most vast nature of all that we are. And when we can recognize that, when we can recognize that I'm ready to change. I'm ready to use this information to help better myself, to help allow my personal evolution to take place. Once that is integrated, that's when real practical information takes place. And we can really learn the information and we can now convey that information to others. And that's what truly matters. It's like you don't know something truly until you're able to share that with other people. It, the, the same is exactly true with the idea of just integrating like the word practical comes to mind but the integration between like i know my birth chart really well being able to step into the role of the developed birth chart is an actual challenge day to day it is an actual challenge and the, that's the beauty of it it's like i don't study astrology because i'm like oh this is neat i study it because i'm like this is like how i walk my path this is like the same yeah. path with new steps this is like putting on a fresh pair of nikes when i integrate something you know and there's if i wouldn't have been open with you will our friendship would have been collapsed a long time ago because you have you've poured in so much new knowledge to me about astrology that i have i had the choice between either integrate and be open to it or stick to my old ways and deny in a sense you know and Oh yeah. One of the best examples is just, you know, how I went from studying Placidus birth charts into studying whole sign birth charts and that just shifted my whole chart all around basically and and for me that was a uh, there was a lot of new themes that I was like I I was kind of missing with Placidus that I learned with whole signs and but it was fundamentally a, a, a an entire shift of of like I I realized just how much I put into the false understanding of my chart in a sense and maybe i still do right and i still have to be open to the idea that maybe even whole signs isn't the way maybe i need just a vedic astrologer as my mentor to come in (laughs) you know if you're if you're a vedic astrologer and you think you can you can switch me from my tropical ways i really encourage you (laughs) but you know like because i'm open to it i think that there is knowledge all around and if yeah. you have a good enough uh, perspective, then you know what? I'm willing to listen to it and to integrate that because that's what astrology has taught me. Before I ever got into astrology, I was like, that's the lamest, fakest stuff I've ever heard in my life, science only, you know? <laughs> and, like, yeah. and so it, now I'm just super open because I've allowed myself to integrate these lessons. Absolutely, absolutely. And I, uh, a really important point to make is that the reason that, you were able to accelerate your personal understanding on it was due to the fact that you had a high willingness to learn and you had a high willingness to accept that you might be wrong or that, that you know changes might need to be made in order for this information to be integrated because it's never like like I, I okay now maybe I would say that you know some of the information that I knew before does no longer apply to me but it's not that it's not true and I think that's mm-hmm. important to note is that it's like the things that I learned when I was first learning astrology, it's not that they're not true. I just wouldn't say them now because they're, yeah. they no longer apply to the level of my own consciousness, but also the just the level of uh, my astrological uh, practice of like 
what is the focus here? It's no longer on, you know, like I bet you if I were to listen to recordings of readings and <laughs> I only started recording readings within the last year or two. Uh, so I don't have, uh, you know, a lot of the old ones. But I, if I did, I'm sure I would be appalled with the shit that I was saying. Because just based off of the level of, you know, I'd probably laugh and it'd probably be somewhat cute. And I'm like, oh, a little, little willy. But, um, you know, it's not, it, it really comes down to, it, it's always from where you're operating from. It's always your own level of consciousness and recognizing that in order for new information to be integrated and stored, old information somewhat has to leave and or at least be transcended and uh and that means you know new information doesn't necessarily it, it doesn't mean that the old information is is not true like when i i watch those memes you know it's not to say that they're not true i mean some of them are bullshit but others yeah, some are. some of them are not true yeah <laughs> yeah some of them and a lot of them are not true but uh you know a lot of them they are true when we're looking at the personality level so they're not necessarily the truth, the primordial truth when we're looking at it from a larger picture, but they can be true when you're looking at it from the ego of the individual. That's a good uh, that's a good point to make. And just the fact that you can look back and say little Will had false information and now this Will has different information, that doesn't – you can – you know, kind of interpolate into the future and say, what information do you know now that is not the most accurate? And that's, oh, absolutely. that's what shifts my level of openness. Honestly, whenever, you know, I switched to whole signs, one of the things that really shook me more than anything was it wasn't, I had, I didn't have a concern about my own birth chart as much as I had about like any false information I gave out to anyone else. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, like I, I almost feel like I, uh, almost instinctively owed people a new whole sign reading because I use Placidus or, you know, it's, that's the, that's the level of that pushed me forward. That was like, I need to learn what's actually true or else I'm just, or else I can't do astrology. And I've taken many, many breaks, like month long breaks where I'm just like, I can't do any readings right now. I'm sorry. I'm just integrating too much new knowledge. I'm downloading too many new things right now, you know, and even learning about progress charts did that to me. Yeah. (laughs) So, well, it's a never-ending rabbit hole, right? It's like and that's that's what happens when you have a high level of openness. When you have a high level of, uh, you know, of a willingness to learn and a willingness to accept change, there's an it's ne- the learning is never-ending. You're always learning. You're always growing. And you know, I've been doing this for six years, and it's every day I'm learning new things. I'm learning. I'm hearing a new perspective from someone else. And you know, 99% of the stuff that someone else might say. I may have already known, but that 1% may have, you know, triggered within me a new perspective on, uh, on perceiving the whole. And that's what really matters is, is always being open and always being teachable. And that's really important to learning in general. Uh, but especially with astrology is being teachable and open to perhaps being wrong. Hmm. I've never felt that way about you, Will, where I felt like, you know, I, I consider you further down your path of astrology than I am but I've never felt like you you listen to me and you're like yeah he's just like he doesn't know much yet you're always like that's a good point you know you're always right there willing to uh, hear that one percent that I might have that maybe opens a a door for you and you know well I I would say say it's more than one (laughs) percent you know what I'm saying though it's that just as metaphor there it's just that it we have a our mutable square between each other that really gives us yeah. that energy but uh there's this level though that it's it's 
we're both mentor and mentor E at the same time. And the energy I have is a hundred percent different of a perspective than what you have just because it's like, I'm a cancer rising, you're a Pisces rising. That's enough of an argument right there. It's like, yes, we're both water as our rising signs, but we both see it differently. You know, like your second house is Aries and mine is Leo. <laughs> so it's like, even exactly. right there, it's like our, our values are different. And we all we all have some we all have something to teach one another and we all have something to learn from one another it doesn't matter if they're homeless people it doesn't matter if you hate this person it doesn't matter if you completely disagree it's like everyone has something to teach you and that gets into some deep synastry and composite charts between people you know like we're all fingerprints of energy and we all have something we all have our own superpowers as a way to say it and astrology is a way to unlock those superpowers absolutely absolutely um i think that's a great point to wrap this up with and i just want to leave people with the fact that you know it's important to be aware of the dangers of astrology but honestly it's just most important to be focused on your own personal practice because when you are all of that shit doesn't matter anyways so i think that's that's what really matters if you are daily immersing yourself in astrology if you're looking at your chart every day if you're looking at transits every day if you're learning and reading every day if you're consuming content every day if you're you know watching and reading alchemist apollo's daily horoscope updates if Which you're you watching should. my videos yes you should Which you also alchemist should. apollo <laughs> and at i am will nichols and you're listening to these podcasts and you're listening to you know the leo king and you're you're consuming content every damn day and if you invest in a mentor along your journey and you choose a mentor, that is a huge added bonus and that will accelerate you. You know, I can speak from experience a hundred times. You will learn a hundred times more information. You will accelerate at a speed of a hundred times more than you would without uh, having someone to guide you and to hold you accountable for your learning. And finally, if you're just open and willing to learn and willing to accept change while simultaneously discerning where the information is coming from, listening to and paying attention to who you're listening to, if you're able to do all of that, you'll be fine and you'll learn a lot and you'll be a great astrologer. And that's the, uh, I think that's kind of ended up what the whole episode began focused on, I guess, was <laughs> how to be a great astrologer. Yeah. Well, hopefully from our ramblings, uh, your listeners will have learned at least something that they can take from this episode. Maybe the 99% of us just talking and having a conversation uh, is that, oh, I already knew that. But maybe that 1% is what they needed to shift them in a new direction. Absolutely. And uh, even if one person took something away from this, then that's a success because we're just out here talking and having fun. (laughs) Yeah, I agree. And if you're that one person, shout out to you. Keep on keeping on. You're probably a Virgo and you're probably writing notes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Awesome. So make sure you uh, follow the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a review if you like the podcast and you're enjoying this. Make sure you go follow Brent at Alchemist Apollo. Um, Are you taking consultations as well right now? Uh, not at the moment. I'm uh, the moment. I'm pumping out content and working on some uh, other projects at the moment. 
Awesome. Well, uh, if you want to book a consultation, you can go to astrome.as.me to work with me. Link is in all my bios on my social media. Make sure you follow me on Instagram, Twitter at I am Will Nichols, and follow the podcast on Instagram at A Mindful Moment Podcast. Um, as well, final announcement two actually two things is one that i do have a few spots available for private mentorship so if you're wanting someone to kick your ass and uh (laughs) put you in gear and also teach you you know the lessons that i have learned and the wisdom that i've learned along my accumulative experience in multiple lifetimes of practicing and teaching astrology uh then i suggest you go to astrum.as.me and apply for mentorship and we can have a nice a free discovery call and just see if you'd be a good fit for the program. Uh, and finally, important thing to note, if you are interested in joining the International Society of Astrological Associates, which will be launched officially and you'll be able to join officially coming uh, in six days from when I'm recording this on August 28th, 2019, um, send me a DM on Instagram or Twitter and say, hey, I'm interested, and I will make sure to let you know when that comes out. Otherwise, just stay open and stay alert on uh, all the social medias. Um, and yeah, I hope you took, got a lot uh, to take away from this podcast and uh, received a lot of value from the points that we were making. And hopefully you can watch out for those crazy astro hoes <laughs> that are you know existing around the Twitter sphere. Including and, us, uh, if you think we're including full of shit. If, we, if yeah. you think we're full of shit. If you think we're full of shit, then I guess that includes us. Um, but I think you're full of shit if you think I'm full of shit. No, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I hope everyone has an incredible evening, afternoon, day, whenever you're listening to this. And I just want to once again thank you for taking a moment to be mindful with us. Thanks, Brent, for uh, joining me on this podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me. Always a pleasure. And uh, also stay tuned for after this, the Virgo season podcast update coming soon. So stay tuned for that. Love you guys. Have a good one.